are now listening to The Audio Burrito. Take a bite out of something great for your ears. Times, they are a-changing. And for today, we're going to actually talk about legacy and change. And when I when I talk about legacy and change, I'm really going to look at it in a totally different light because I, I actually want to bring technology into the topic for today. I want to bring in like how in the world has technology changed us, changed the ones that are trying to get the gospel out there? How has technology changed our message in the way that we portray it? And is it a, a good thing or is it a bad thing? Does it help further the gospel or does it hinder the gospel? And so that's really what I want to look at today. But I'm also going to be doing a history lesson and looking at actually the Roman Empire and how that was something that it was so vast in its day. It was so actually technologically advanced in its day. But now, my goodness, it's had its impact on the world, yes, but it is no longer around. And why is that? Why why did it kind of, you know, change and pass away, you know, to make room for the new? So with that said, though, I want to throw out a phrase at you that says this, done with the past, ready for the future. That's the phrase. Did you catch that? Done with the past and ready for the future. That, that right there is a phrase that is talking about change. You have to accept change if you are going to be truly done with the past and ready for the future, ready for what God has for you, ready for the calling that he has placed on your life. You have to be ready to be done with the things of the past, ready to do a complete turn away and be ready for the future, ready for the things ahead. So with that, I have a question I want to present to you. Are you done with your lifestyle of sin? That's the question I'm presenting right now. And the reason I'm presenting that question is in order to look at legacy and in order to look at change, we have to first point the finger in the mirror and say, are you ready for it? Breck Arnold, are you ready for it? Here we go. Yes, I am. But those listening, are you ready to be done with your lifestyles and your lifestyle of the world to be ready for what God has for us? Or do you love whatever lifestyle you're in already so much that you're willing to have that sin or that whatever, that addiction, literally keep you from God's eternal place for you? I mean, we all have skeletons in our closet, and I've talked about that in past Audio Burrito episodes. We all have a dark side. We all have a shadow side. We all have bad things we've done or tried and we run from them and we try to hide from them or we try to hide it from others. But again, all have sinned and fallen short. We know that, but we have to accept that. And the thing is, you can change the lifestyle around. You can change the lifestyle around. Again, that, that has been the, the biggest thing even for me in my own life is I have to truly say, yes, I want to be done with the things of the past, the stupid, ugly things that have dragged me down. I want to be done with that so that I can truly change and things in my life change for the better because God is waiting with open arms to receive us so that we can run to him with everything we've got 
And the thing is, when we run to him with everything we've got, he's already promised victory for us. And there is a kingdom that is waiting for you and I. So with that said, I want to transition now, though, and I want to put on our history hats for today. And let's take a trip back in time and let's actually look at something from the Roman Empire days. And this is actually a thing called the Arch of Constantine. You might have heard it. If you've never heard of it, Google it, the Arch of Constantine. This was a structure that was built in about 315 A.D., And it still stands today. It stands about 70 feet tall from the ground, the Arch of Constantine. And it it stands for something, though. The thing is, when they would build structures back then, it meant something. It stood for a reason and a purpose because they were leaving a legacy. They knew if times were to change and times were to shift, they could look back on that and the reasoning why something was built. And it really had purpose and meaning to it. So this Arch of Constantine, though, it stood for the triumph of Constantine during one of his conquering wars, and Constantine was the ruler of Rome at the time, and this arch was telling the people how his ways were the ultimate ways, and to follow him, follow Constantine, he was a victorious, you know, proud leader, and that's exactly what this arch told the story of. And the thing is, listen to this right here. The thing is, Constantine was actually, they say he actually turned to Christianity. They say he came to Christianity as a ruler. And a lot of people you know, kind of debate that, but they, they say it might have just been a political move that he was making of the day. But that pushed aside, the thing is, the ruler of Rome had come to Christianity, they, they claim. And why is that such a big thing, though? Guys, right here, listen a change was happening, a shift was happening. Things were moving in a different direction altogether. Legacy was changing. Choices were happening. Technology even of, of the Roman days was changing vastly and quickly. But right here, Christianity was spreading throughout Rome. The followers of Jesus at the time were doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were spreading the gospel. They were not afraid to leave a legacy behind and to tell people about the good news of Christ. It was growing so much that it started to affect the leadership in Rome in that day. And so they say that Constantine chose Christianity, and there it is. But again, some people debate that and say he just did that for the popular vote of the people. But remember this, Rome used to kill, murder, and torture Christians. But now Constantine, the ruler, he right here, he names Christianity as the official religion of the empire of Rome. Again, look at how things changed. I mean, wow, just within a few generations. Because if you remember in the Bible, Paul and the other leaders of that day that were in that area, Paul and the other leaders of, of Rome and of, I mean, of the early church, when they were in Rome, they were tortured and they were being murdered and martyred for spreading the gospel. And now the teaching of Jesus were so widespread, the early church was growing and the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven was expanding and being pushed. People were not afraid of what would happen. They, they did what they had to do to spread the message that Jesus was the true king. 
Even if it cost them their lives, they were willing to speak about Jesus. And that's where I want to kind of take this whole message today, this podcast today, this audio burrito today, is how are we spreading that message? And even with technology today, I mean, even look at this, this podcast, I'm trying to spread a message through a technological advancement. And the thing is, you're probably listening to this, whether it be in your car, whether it be on your iPhone, whether it be on your computer, whether it be on your iPad, all different ways, my goodness, the gospel is spreading and we can use these technological tools that are now in our possession for the good instead of using them for the bad. Because so many times technology can drag us down. But man, we can use these tools for the good and for the advancement of the kingdom of God. But again, people were not afraid of what would happen. They did what they had to do to get the message of Jesus across. They were willing to speak about him. And that's the thing. Are we willing to do that? They were making sure that their legacy wasn't a selfish one. It wasn't a message about them, but it was a message about Christ. And we can learn from history from this. We can learn from history and learn from the early church leaders that it is our duty. It should be our passion. It should be our life's mission to do this. It should be our cause to spread the news that Jesus is king. That's it, guys, that he died for us and that he loves us. And how can we use what is in our possession today, anything possible, to get the message out there? And that's my challenge to you today. If you're listening to this, what can you do a little bit more to push the message? Because I mean, so many times, even nowadays on Facebook, we can see so much negativity, but can we be just one that changes that negative mantra? Can we be positive? We don't have to always share the posts that we see. That's just the thing. We always like to, you know, I want to share this. I'm going to like this. But what if you started sharing something a little bit more positive? If you start and you're just one and the ripple effect can become greater and one turns to two and two turns to four and four turns to eight and on and on and on. Guys, we can start spreading a positive message. And what legacy are you going to leave behind? What is legacy? What is that? Dictionaries actually have legacy as this. It's a thing that's handed down to another. Something that is difficult to replace. An item that is passed down. Have you ever had anything in your family that it, it was the, the really nice family heirloom that was passed down and passed down because it had legacy behind it, because it had meaning behind it, just like that Arch of Constantine where it has purpose to it and there's a story behind it, what is the something that you can leave behind in this world? What is that? What message are you trying to leave behind for those that you love, for your friends, for your family, for your relationships? And even this, I'm going to ask this, how do you want to be remembered when you're gone? How is the world going to be different from your uh, impact after you pass away? We have people that are remembered throughout history for great things or great feats that they've accomplished, whether they might be a good person or a bad person. I mean, my goodness, but you know, people like Steve Jobs, 
Babe Ruth, Martin Luther King Jr., Michael Jordan, Walt Disney, on and on. You could name people that have had huge impacts because of whether it was a job that they did, whether it was uh, just something that they conquered, something that they stood up for. But how do you want to be remembered? Think about that just for a second. Ponder that. Really take five seconds. How do you want to be remembered? How? For me, and I even have this written down here, I was like, man, if they were to bury me six feet underground at my funeral, I hope they can say, man, Breck Arnold, he didn't play it safe at all. He gave it everything he had. He went all out for those that he loved. He went after souls for Christ. Breck was radical. He was different. He was not afraid to stand out. And if it was controversial or edgy, who cares? He did it because he wanted you to know about Jesus. That's what I want to be known for. What do you want to be known for? And again, why do we even do this? Why do we do this? Why do we do this thing and try to leave behind a legacy and make people make choices and try to make change happen? Guys, it's because... You know, things, if if you're not going to push the agenda a little bit, it's going to stagnate and nothing's going to happen. You're not leaving behind anything. But I want things to change, whether I like it or not. I want things to change for the better, not for the worse. And just like Rome, guys, Rome passed away. It was a mighty kingdom, mighty empire at its time. But guess what? It passed away. Other empires throughout history passed away. America even. Yes, I love America. I am a patriot through and through. My goodness. But America will sadly one day pass away. And I believe it's going to pass away because of the coming of Jesus. It might not be for a while. It might be tomorrow. We don't know. But we as Christians living in this kingdom of America, we cannot just get stuck on and caught up and fascinated by all the material things that it's trying to force upon us. Guys, we have to be more excited about something that is much greater and much more eternal, and that is the kingdom of heaven, a place that God has prepared for us. So do you have friends? Do you have family? Do you want to see them in heaven? And if you truly believe your soul is right with God, who do you want to see beside you? Guys, we should be doing anything possible to get lost souls to heaven. And again, I want to do literally just about anything that is possible to get my friends to heaven and get people that I love to heaven, especially you guys listening. And even I'm a youth pastor. Yes, I want to see my students in heaven. I want to do my best to to raise them upright and to give them a positive message because I want to see them in heaven walking beside me, worshiping God for all eternity beside me. So again, why do this? Because change can happen. Change is real. And it can quickly happen. That's the thing. Change can happen, you know, overnight just like that. Things that were irrelevant become relevant. Things that were dead can now become alive. It can happen. Change can happen. But again, if you call yourself a Christian, what are you going to do about the people that do not know Christ? Is there someone in your life that does not know him? You might be picturing them in your mind right now. What are you going to do about it? Because there is a kingdom that you can help add a citizen to, that you can help strengthen, a kingdom 
where we can end up all together. But what are you going to do about it? And even Jesus says in John 18, 36, Jesus was talking. He says, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. And what's amazing about that statement right there, he's talking about something that is changing even right there. We're so used to this earthly kingdom. Just like I said, we're so used to the kingdom of America right now. We're so used to the things and the material things that are all around us right now. But he's saying, no, change is coming because my kingdom is not here on earth. My kingdom is not of this world. And whether you like it or not, change is coming and you've got to be ready for it. You've got to be ready for it. And so with that said, I want to shift this into now the technology thing and how can we use what is in our possession to further the gospel, to add citizenship to the kingdom of heaven, to the eternal place that he has prepared for us. What can we do for, you know, things like Facebook and things like Twitter and TikTok and all the apps that we have and iPads and iPhones and MacBooks and PCs and all sorts of items that we have in our possession and the internet that we have in our possession, how can we further the gospel and get people to look at the Bible a little bit differently through these things? How can we leave a positive legacy behind because of these items now that are placed in our possession? And to help answer some of these questions for today, I have a very special guest that we are going to ask some really good questions to, and I'm going to put them on the hot seat. It's one of my best friends of all time. I've known him since the second grade. My goodness, that's crazy how many years we've known each other. But he's one of the greatest minds I know. He's one of the best Christians that I know. Uh, Through the ups and downs, my goodness, a really great friend of mine, the one, the only, Michael Brown. All right, all right. What's up, Audio Burrito fanatics? Now I have my very good friend, Michael Brown, on the phone. So say what's up, Michael. Hey, what's up? Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I've been looking forward for this for a while now. Man, it's awesome. I'm so glad. I know this past week we kind of took like a a little break because we were wanting to set up such a good episode for this, but I'm so glad that you are finally able to, to make it on here. So I'm so stoked, but I got you on the hot seat. Are you ready to answer some questions? Super ready. All right. Here we go. First questions first. You got to tell everybody out there, what what do you do for a living? My goodness, because, you know, we're talking about technology and stuff, and I know you're a tech head. So what do you do for a living? Yeah, man. Uh, I love talking about this. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a programmer analyst. Um, I work for the American Association for the Advancement of Science. And um, I create websites. I create software on the back end of websites. And... Um, yeah, like I, I break things and I fix things software-wise. <laughs> that is absolutely insane. Like, oh my gosh, because I know growing up, like you were always super into like movies like The Matrix, which which had to do with like coding and and uh, like just video games and computers. You were always so into that. So it's awesome to see you really stepping into this and, uh, you know, really just doing it. I feel like a lot of people don't step into their calling much nowadays, but man, you really have stepped out. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's really been a journey that God has put me on, and uh, there's so much more I want to be doing, especially within the ministry with that. And this, I, not to reveal anything about the podcast, because obviously uh, the questions are about to come, but uh, I'm looking forward to see see where where we go with this. Yeah, man. So we'll just throw you on the hot seat right here. And this whole topic in, on today's podcast has been about 
uh, legacy. So what does legacy mean to you in your field? Well, so uh, legacy, there's different layers to it. So it could be um, legacy technology that we're using. So for instance, say if we um, are working with a software or working with a tool set within the software that has been used for generations and generations. When I say generations, I mean like years and years of the company. Um, and yes, it may, it may be great that it, it stood the test of time and we've consistently been using what's called a legacy product, but to stay agile, to stay, to stay moving within the industry, uh, we have to adapt, adapt. So when when it comes to legacy, legacy means, um, something that has stood the test of time, something, something that it has been a great foundation. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Ah, you're answering this perfectly. I love where this is going already with your answers. <laughs> so with that said though, um, and with the whole legacy and with change and with adapting, just like you're saying, I love that you use that word adapt. Um, in your lifetime, how have you seen the church as a whole change? It, especially, I mean, it might even with like, you know, technology or, or anything like that. I mean, how has the church adapted and changed in your lifetime? Man, uh, and, and, and you can attest to this because um, we went to Del City Church of God together back when we were kids. And um, that's that, that that's the, like, to me, for person, that's the legacy that I've seen, the foundation of church that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely grown. And I'll say this, that it, it's grown in a way where I see our generation has been using our talents God has allowed us our generation to use our talents to adapt the church mm-hmm. in a way that glorifies him ultimately that's amazing oh my goodness right? love that I love that and even I, I haven't been there in a long time but I'm sure Dale City has changed a whole lot and I, I'm sure that I mean I know they've renovated the building and everything and probably really stepped it up technologically <laughs> compared <laughs> to what it used to be my goodness <laughs> But man, so when it does come to, you know, technology though, do you really think it plays a role? You know, is it like an important role to play in today's, you know, society and church? I think it does. And we're actually seeing the light of that. We're seeing how we're having to adapt socially in terms of social distancing with the pandemic that God isn't, con- God isn't confined within walls. God mm-hmm. isn't confined within the building. And so with the use of technology, we're able to minister to people all across the world via oh, yeah. different applications, different web services, different video chat services, different group chat services, also with the means of being able to still tithe and give our 10% to the Lord. Man, I love that so much. And especially... Like when it does come to spreading the gospel globally, I mean, technology has to be used nowadays. It's like yeah. if you don't, I feel like if you don't hop on that bandwagon, it's it's like a train that's leaving the station almost, right? Exactly. That's exactly, that's exactly what it is. And because I've always said that in any, in any generation, we've always adapted and used the tools that which God has given us the captain talents mm. to make to to please him and for his glory. And so uh, even as something small as say like a brick, right? Um, a brick is, it, it's something it's, it could be used for different things, right? It could be used to build a church, right? Yeah. Um, 
and, and this is a kind of a different subject, but you can also use a brick for different things. But just using that technology is is a brick. It could be used to glorify God, to build a church, to to speak to to, to the world, to to spread God's gospel throughout past walls, past uh, past rivers, past just throughout the entire world. So using technology is just it's you have to be able to do that. You really do. Yeah, it's it's become so key nowadays. I feel like. And it's, I feel like just in the past, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, I'm sure more of the the world has heard the gospel than ever before. I mean, my goodness, all because of technology and because it's changing and change is so important. But I I kind of got a a funny question just to throw out at you, though. When it comes to, you know, the Bible, a lot of people nowadays, you know, when they go to church, they have the Bible app on their phone. They don't really carry around a physical Bible anymore. But you being a techie, my goodness, and yeah. all the amazing technological stuff that you do. Like, what do you prefer? Would you rather the the world, you know, go to this, you know, iPad Bible, or would you rather, you know, people carry their real Bible around? <laughs> you know, I, the thing is, I, I care. I do both, um, but I will say I carry the Bible. I use the Bible app more, mm-hmm. not not just to read the word. So I'll say this. I, when I when I carry my actual Bible, I actually have multiple different Bibles. Uh, when I carry my one of my physical Bible, I, I'm reading the Word and I am taking notes. However, when I am in need of because uh, I have a community within the Bible app, being able to have fellowship in times like this, being able to have discussions or Bible studies with people um, from different states. My dad, who's all the way in California, being able to have Bible study with him within the Bible app has been absolutely tremendous. Oh, that's and, amazing. And yeah. Doing that. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And even just for me, when it comes to like writing sermons and things, I love how the app quickly, you can see different translations. Cause you know, I don't have, oh, yeah. you know, but just a few Bibles that I really use, but to have multiple right. Bibles and all the, you know, just the, the different languages and everything that you can pull up at a, a drop of a hat. My goodness, it's amazing. <laughs> so that, that's, that's <laughs> an awesome answer. I love that. And then lastly, the, the final question on the hot seat tonight, though, talking about legacy, how do you, as Michael Brown, you know, in everything you've already accomplished at such a young age, how do you want to be remembered? Well, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, and it, it's actually timely. And it's, it's funny because how God works is that, um, as you know, um, I, uh, my fiance and I, we're, we're engaged and we are, we're, we're running through challenges and that we're seeing in terms of um, the distancing and things like that and mm-hmm. not being able to um, be together at all times because ultimately what we want to do is we want to leave behind a legacy of obedience to God, oh, right? Man. wow. And so it's, it's hard when the temptation is there to move into together or as we call shack up, right? Mm-hmm. Especially in times like this, to use this as an excuse. The enemy would want us to use this as an excuse to say, oh, it's in the pandemic and we want to make sure that we're both okay, so we're going to shock up, right? So we are operating in the way to leave behind the legacy when we have kids to say, we, 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 ha- we, could, we could have had the excuse mm-hmm. that the world wants us to have to shock up, but we, we have God's obedience to to use video chat apps to stay connected to group chat to still do devotions using the Bible app together as a couple moving into this matrimony that this covenant that God has for us. 
while still being obedient. So that's that's the legacy. That's what I want to hold. I want to maintain is being able to, to one, be obedient to God and, and use my talents when it comes to technology and also teaching uh, uh, people how to use technology um, um, at, throughout life, just in, in, any, in any aspect of life, being mm. able to utilize technology in that way. Man, that is a phenomenal answer. I love absolutely hearing that, especially, you know, growing up, we, we, we've known each other so very long, but to see the maturity and the answers that you have is just phenomenal. I love that. Oh my goodness. And that, that's just what we um, have talked about actually today on this audio burrito podcast is when it does come to legacy and change choice is so key. And you just hit that right on the head right there at the end about how your choices matter especially between, you know, you and your fiance and it's going to matter eventually when you do have children and things like that. So that that's awesome, man. That's amazing. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. So Audio Burrito, this has been the one, the only Michael Brown on the hot seat today. So make sure you give a round of applause wherever you're listening to this in your car or on your, you know, iPads, iPhones with all your technology devices that we've talked about. So make sure you're clapping right now for Michael Brown. Michael Brown, you have anything else you want to say before you before you leave? I, I'll just say I absolutely love this podcast. I love how you've grown as a man of God. I love I love your family. You know how uh, close we were when we were younger, but it's just being able to see in fruition the way God is moving through you and your family. It's it's tremendous, and it literally gives me chills, and it just shows how God is in control in every little aspect throughout whatever we're, we've been we've gone through throughout our life. God is in control. Man, that's it. That's it right there. So everyone, say peace out to Michael Brown. Peace out. And there you have it. Today's episode of the Audio Burrito was an amazing time. My goodness, I hope you at home, you learned something. I hope you tuned in. I hope you really listened. And even, I hope you really listened to what Michael Brown had to say because, man, he is just a well of knowledge. And he has so much information to give us. And I'm definitely going to have him back on future episodes of the Audio Burrito. But, guys, today I hope it was awesome for you because it was awesome for me. My goodness. Breck Arnold, out.